So welcome back to The Expert Edge. Today we're talking all things networking and I'm talking in-person networking because I don't know about you, but I know for me, I've been to many conferences and there were certain strategies that I've used over the years that have really elevated my networking abilities. And I can look back and honestly say that a significant part of my revenue, my business has been because of the relationships I've made at different in-person events and the networking strategies that I used. And so today's all about getting the most out of your networking. Now, from a personal perspective, uh, I'm about to head back to Australia. So actually, this is going to be released in my time when I'm in Australia. This is the first time I've gone back to Australia for about four and a half years. So as you can imagine, uh, family and all that sort of stuff and friends and stuff. So I'm super excited. Uh, but I trust you enjoy the episode today. Uh, if you haven't subscribed, make sure you're subscribed. And if you find this valuable, make sure to leave a written review, take a screenshot of it and uh, share it in my DMs uh, and share the podcast. And in my DMs on Instagram at Colin Boyd, I'll send you a free course. I've got a free course that uh, we normally charge money for, but I'm happy to send it to you for free if you leave a five-star review with a with a comment and uh, a you know a review on the podcast. Love to send you that free course. So hey, let's get into it today. All things networking. You are listening to the Expert Edge podcast. This is the place where experts come to command the stage, position themselves as authorities, and scale their business up. Get ready to access your next level of potential with your host, Colin Boy. So let's talk all things networking. In fact, I've never spoken about this specific topic on the podcast before, but when I think about it, over the years, networking has been a really important part of growing my business, especially from a partnership perspective, an affiliate perspective, uh, just building incredible relationships and doing business uh, with some amazing people. And I think about uh, networking as a really important skill set to build partnerships, to build relationships. And so now that we're coming out of COVID, and we're having a lot more in-person events. So, you know, there's two types of networking. There's like online networking and then in-person networking. Uh, this is going to be more focused on in-person networking. So I want you to think about this year. Have you got any conferences that you're planning on going to? Or are you attending any events? Are you... Uh, not necessarily hosting events, like because if you're the host, it's different. I'm talking about if you are attending an event. And I think that knowing how to network effectively, there are certain hacks and strategies that I use to network more effectively whenever I go to a conference. So maybe I might go to a ClickFunnels conference or a Kajabi conference or or maybe I might attend like a Brennan Bouchard event or a Tony Robbins event. Like that's what I'm talking about. When you're going to these events, these types of events, like these large scale events, um, I'm gonna share with you a few strategies that for me have made a big difference in getting the most out of that event. Now, one of the, uh, one of the, I think one of the the big mistakes that people make when they go to an event is that they go to the event with the main intention to hear content. 
Now, content is really important at an event, right? It's, it is really important. But for me, what's more important is actually the relationships and the connections that I make from that event. In fact, I can tie back to certain events, uh, certain like large scale events that I've attended where I built relationships with people and they have generated significant money for me and for them because of the relationship that we we built. So I want to share with you five ideas and hopefully they're kind of like, they're going to challenge conventional thinking when it comes to going to an event uh, and then I'll explain kind of why. Okay, so the first strategy that I use to take your networking from 1.0 to 2.0 is you should join the VIP level. Uh, so obviously, this is going to cost you more money. I, t- I totally get that. But the quality of people that attend and are a part of the VIP group compared to general admission is like 10 times. Now, obviously, you know, I'm saying this from the context of obviously every human is valued the same. Like I genuinely believe that. But I mean from a I mean from a quality of person of someone who is connected, someone who's knowledgeable, someone who has a mindset of investing in themselves, the VIP group is 10 times the quality of the general group. And so the problem is, is that if you go to a conference and you're not in the VIP group, a lot of the time people join the VIP group because they can have like, you know, like an intimate lunch with the speaker where the speaker, you know, answers some Q&A at the lunch and things like that. For me, that's okay, but that's not the real value of being in the VIP group. The real value of being in the VIP group is not, and it's not even being up the front, you know, some of those big events, you get up the front, you get early access, all that sort of stuff. It's not even that. The real value of being in the VIP VIP section is there's kind of two levels to it. The first level is that there's something happens to you psychologically when you are a VIP, right? I don't know about you. I don't know whether you've ever flown uh, like business class or ever flown at, at a, or I know for me when I was flying a lot and traveling and speaking, I had status, right? I had like gold status with an airline uh, that did, it was actually with Virgin. Virgin Airlines had like gold status. And that just gave me like access to things. And there was definitely, I know, I noticed for me, there's something in my, almost like my, my psychology. When I knew I had access, when I knew I had like status in the airline, it's like I, I expected more. I asked for more. I, I like, I, I just, I, I showed up differently to the flight than what I do when I know I'm in just economy with no status, you know, no privileges at all or anything like that, right? And so first, the first benefit is that when you sign up to VIP, there's something about being in a VIP mindset that gets you to be more confident, gets you to ask more things, gets you to do uh, do the things you wouldn't normally do, like getting out of your own out of your own way. Does that make sense? So that's the first benefit. That's like a psychological benefit. But but from a practical benefit, it's actually all about the quality of the networking in the room because the people who sign up to the VIP are people who are willing to invest in themselves. They want to learn and grow. They're usually very coachable. And you're going to get the most influential people that are at the event in the VIP. And the problem is, is they usually have VIP sections. 
So if you know if you don't have VIP, then you can't get into that section. Now, obviously, I know that that's going to cost you more money. Usually, the VIP is like twice the amount. But if you're looking at a conference, let's say the conference is a thousand dollars, and the VIP is two and a half thousand or three thousand dollars, the quality of the experience and the networking at the event is going to be ten times the general admission. So that's my first. Um, strategy that I would recommend you to do. Obviously, you have to consider the resources you have available. Like I get all of that stuff. And and maybe some of the events VIP is like out of your reach potentially. But I also think that there's something about being in that room that does magic for you. And so obviously, when you start out, do general admission. That's totally fine. But as soon as you can, start joining VIP. For me, I just look at VIP. That's the that's the one I want to join because I know that the movers and the shakers are going to be in that group, all right? And I want to be associated with that. That's the first strategy. The second strategy is to walk the hallways. So what I mean by that is when the content is being delivered uh, by a speaker, especially, obviously, there's going to be, there's usually some speakers that are at an event that you really want to hear, right? I know for me, I'm looking at the sessions and I'm like, okay, I want to be in there for this event, this event, and this event. But if there's a speaker that's speaking and I just, I just don't really resonate with them or it's not really content that I want to learn or whatever, I will get up and leave. And I'll leave, I'll leave the, the room. Like, so I'm not sitting there thinking, oh my gosh, he might share one or she might share one nugget that I'm going to take away. Like, If it's content that I'm not interested in and I'm not going to get something out of or I'm not, you know, it's not really what I want to learn, I'll literally get up and leave, right? And so a lot of the time, I'm not even in the content of the sessions for half of a conference, so for me, like if it's a three-day conference, I'm in the sessions for like a day and a half only out of the three days. The rest of the time, do you know where I am? I'm in the hallway. And this is what, if you haven't done this, this is what you'll notice is that all of the speakers, all of the people who have status in the community, all of the movers and shakers, they're not in the sessions. They're in the hallways. And so what I tend to find is that if you're on a lunch break and and there's 3,000 people out there and there's someone that you want to talk to, you know, it's going to be very difficult to get some time with them. But during a content session, so often those people, they're not in the sessions. They're out in the hallways. They're making phone calls. They're shooting videos. They're networking. And that's where you should be. So I'm not saying be out there all the time, but I'm saying like if a content session is not something that you're interested in, get up and walk out. Get into the hallways, walk the hallways. And what will happen is you'll bump into people who are highly influential, highly connected, highly experienced because they're not in the session. They're in the hallways, right, during the session. So that's the second tip. Uh, for networking effectively at in-person events. The third tip. The third tip is whenever I go to an event, I'm not looking for clients necessarily. Now, sure, if I get a client or two, that's great. But I'm not looking for clients. I'm looking for affiliates. And so whenever I meet someone, I'm thinking about, is this not is this a person who who could kind of pay me money, right? I'm thinking about, is this a person that has a similar audience to me that we could potentially partner together 
to do some sort of affiliate promotion. And so just recently, actually last week, the time of this recording, I just ran a, a masterclass on the step-by-step process for uh, accelerating through affiliates. So how to use affiliates to accelerate your business. Because I would say for me, from a promotional perspective and market positioning perspective, I would say 50%, I literally just said that, 50% of my success, I think has come through affiliates, through having people promote my stuff. I've had people like James Wedmore, Kerry Green, uh, Julie Solomon, um, Rick Mulready, uh, Tina Tower, um, Brit Siva, like many major influencers in the marketplace promote my stuff and that has positioned me or generated leads and generated revenue. And so for me, when I think about networking, like I said, I'm not looking for clients. I'm not looking to sell them something. I'm looking to network with people to work out, is this a person who has a similar audience to me and if they have a similar audience, I wonder how we can work together, right? That's the, that's, the, that's the third shift that I make when it comes to networking at an event. The fourth shift. The fourth shift is I'm always looking for synergies and similarities. So from a, from a perspective of building relationships in general, Similarities, synergies are the things that you're going to build relationships on. So to say this another way is that for me, I also have this idea of not every, I'm not going to connect with everyone. Okay. So I'm okay with that. If I connect with 10 people, there might only be one person that I actually connect with. So don't try, like if, if you're connecting with someone and there's no synergies, really, there's no like... Uh, similarities or, you know, philosophy connections, like don't sweat it, right? Don't don't even worry about it. For me, it doesn't bother me if I connect with 10, 15, 20 people and there's only like one person that I really walk away with and go, yeah, I really connected with them. And so for me, when I think about networking, I'm really looking for quality of relationships, not quantity. However, however, Quality of relationships comes through meeting quantity of people and you dramatically increase the chances of making those quality relationships if you're a VIP, which is why I said VIP is the way to go, right? And so quantity of networking, that is like meeting and greeting people, saying hello in the hallways, um, you know, just, you know, being, being friendly, right? Being friendly with people. That for me is is like creating quantity so that I can find that one or two people that I connect with. And so the philosophy is I'm not trying to make everyone else my everyone my best friend. All right. If if I don't connect, it's totally fine. There's no no stress at all. Okay. I'll go on to the next person. We'll just connect. But I'm looking for these similarities and these synergies. And when I find those similarities and synergies, I do the fifth strategy, which is I follow up fast. Now I don't bring I don't bring business cards. I don't I feel like business cards for me it actually removes the power of the follow up because if you give a business card it basically hands over the influence of the follow up to the other person. Does that make sense? And so the reason why I don't bring business cards is because I would ask first of all I'll ask them 
for for my business for a business card, right? So if they have a business card, cool. I'll take the business card. I'll note some things on there. And I'll be aware of that. Like I will ask them for a business card. I'm not going to give them my business card. But the second thing is I'll usually um, get their phone number or if I'm a little bit unsure of whether we'll work together, like if I'm if I'm like really connected with a person and I think we could do some great work together, I'll get their phone number. If I'm a little bit unsure, I'll connect on a social platform. So I'll open up Instagram and I'll... And I'll and, and don't say like, um, you know, uh, would it be okay if I get your phone number, right? Like you can say that. Um, I, I would say I would say something like, what's the best way to connect? Is it on phone or do you want to just connect on social? Like what's the best way, right? So you actually give them like a double bind question, right? And so a double bind question is you say, look, hey, I'd love to stay connected. What's the best way? Is uh, um, Should we grab, should we exchange phone numbers or do you want to just connect on Instagram? Like what's the best way for you? And they'll tell you what the best way is for them. And so that's a nice way to like, um, to get someone's details, right? And like I said, if, if I feel like I'm really going to connect with them, I'll grab their phone number. If, if, I, if I'm not sure yet, I will connect with them on Instagram and I'll follow them, right? And I'll send them a DM on Instagram. We'll connect on Instagram and go from there. But then after it, within 24 hours, I'll usually follow up with someone who's, who I think's a potential affiliate or a potential connection where we could both benefit. I'll follow up with them, thank them for their time, great to meet them, etc. And then I'll usually try to send them something helpful. Like, hey, I know we we're talking about this. I saw this the other day and I thought of you and I'll try to send them like a resource because I want to position myself as being someone of someone that's helpful. And then usually within about seven days or so, I will follow up and see if I can set up like a 20-minute catch up over Zoom or a phone call or something like that to talk about some next steps. So that's usually what I do. So I talked about five big ideas and I want you to use one of them for your next in-person event because we're coming out of you know the pandemic, et cetera. And this is gonna be more and more relevant as you go to these events. So join VIP. If you can, I would encourage you to join VIP. It's usually always worth it. Walk the hallways. Don't stay in the content sessions all the time. All the people of influence are in the hallways during the content sessions. Number three, network for affiliates, not clients. And so think about partnerships. Don't think about how, who can I sell something to. Think about selling through people, not to people. Uh, look for similarities and synergies in your relationships. The key is to find similarities and synergies. And number five is follow up fast. Follow up with some value. Follow up fast within 24 hours and then seven days later, follow up again. You follow those sort of strategies. You're going to increase your network, increase your connections, and you're going to grow your business. Hey, if this has been helpful, make sure to like this. Make sure to leave a written review. And if you haven't left a written review, I would love to give you a gift. Uh, if you found this valuable and you're a listener of the podcast, leave me a, a written review uh, and take a screenshot and send it to me in my DMs on Instagram, which is just at Colin Boyd, and I will send you a free course. I've got a I've got a mini course that I have that we sometimes charge, we usually charge money for, uh, but I'll send it to you for free, right? Uh, just simply because you wrote a review and you're a loyal listener. So I appreciate you so much. Uh, trust that this has been valuable. Make sure you subscribed and we'll see you on the next episode on The Expert Edge. Why is it so hard to know what content to include in your speeches and webinars? Knowing which ideas to keep in and what to leave out is the difference between just getting claps or signing clients. 
if you're really serious about making your content highly persuasive, make sure to download the Persuasive Content Builder while it's still available. Go to www.persuasivecontentbuilder.com and get your step-by-step -step formula for designing and delivering content that connects with your audience and moves them to join your programs. Until then, we look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Expert Edge.